Wonder Twin Powers activate. I don't know what that is. I wasn't born in the 70s. Uh, you're the worst. Hey, this is Mike. And this is Steve. And we don't know what we're doing. Specifically, we don't know how to be tour guides. That's true. Uh, and I guess even more specifically, we don't know how to be tour guides in uh, the city where we used to live. Yep, almost 10 years. Yeah. So we used to live in L.A., and uh, we recently took some friends down there for the weekend. Yep. And uh, they probably thought, this is going to be great. Mike and Steve lived there for so long. They're going to show us all the things. And we showed them the most touristy things. Yeah, and like two of those touristy things. And really quick. Yeah. We're pretty bad at uh, being tour guides. Yeah. So basically, if any of our friends are listening, never ask us to be tour guides. Or at least have us brush up on our knowledge about the stuff we're going to show you do. That's true. And then maybe you'll have an even awesomer time. Awesomer? Awesomer. Okay. So, yeah, we uh, we have two friends from um, here in San Jose, and somehow they had never been to Disneyland their entire lives. And it's kind of rare, right? I guess so. I, I mean, mean I, I feel like it's rare that you meet anybody over the age of like 10 who's never been to Disneyland, let alone two people. But they're not from here, so that's, that's true. A, but I mean, we're not. We weren't from LA, and we have been a bunch of times. It's true. Anyways. because we're nerds. Yeah, that's true. So anyways, we had friends who'd never been to Disneyland. They really wanted to go. So um, we decided to go down there, and um, just so happened we flew into Burbank, because um, it was the cheapest way to get down there. And the best airport if you're going to LA. That is very true. If you guys haven't been to Burbank Airport, keep your expectations low for <laughs> food and amenities, but keep your expectations high for on-time, quick, cheap departures. And you can board in the back. That's and true. You get off in the back. Yes, best part of Burbank. You can get on and off in the front and back of the plane. There you go. Um, <laughs> so we get to Burbank and we wanted to, we got there in the morning, wanted to go get something to eat before we hit out on the road. And um, we decided to take them somewhere spectacular, glorious, delicious fact, food. The wonderful Bob's Big Boy of Burbank. Yeah. I mean, it kind of fits our friends, our friends kind of, uh, they're into kind of like nostalgic, kitschy stuff, kind of like we are. Um, and it's not, it's not a bad place. No, I it's mean, not. It's, it's just not, it's not a foodie place. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. But I mean, chicken fried steak is pretty dang good. Yeah. Gravy. I mean, I, I, I really like this place because it's, mm. it's a big piece of like LA and California history. Yeah. It started in Glendale, didn't it? In uh, 1936? Yeah. Yeah. It was a old hamburger stand. I think it was like 10 seats. Or, or so, um, and kind of expanded slowly throughout the mid-century, as they say. Uh, I think the one there in Burbank, it's the, the oldest one now in Burbank. Um, I think it was like store number four, maybe, maybe number six. Six, I think number six. Yeah, but it's really cool. It's a really cool piece of architecture, very 50s inspired mm-hmm. um, from the, the Googie style of architecture I learned Googie. earlier. Yeah. Uh, which is like that architecture style that's inspired by like the 1950s hot rods and racing. Like Norms. Just like Norms, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Norms is never closes? Norms. Norms. Some, no, that's Cats is never closes. Cats is never closes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Bob's is cool. They've got, they still do the old um, classic car show on, is it Friday nights they do it down there? Yeah, Friday nights. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So they're, you know, 
you go in there for basics, breakfast, burgers, stuff like that. Mm, um, browns. Mm. Oh, their pancakes are tasty. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but I don't know. It's a really cool place. Uh, I think they enjoyed the the classic kitsch factor too, which is funny because I actually remember on the way there, Jeremy was like joking about like, I've never been to a Bob's Big Boy. We should go there. <laughs> and we looked at each other <laughs> like, like, yes, we're, there. we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Even though we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> And then after breakfast, we took them to another glorious Los Angeles location. Hollywood in Highlands. Yes, the most touristy disaster in Los Angeles. Uh, I used to hate, hate, hate going over there. Well, I mean, you had to go there a lot because you worked there. I did. I used to work at the Starbucks that was there. It was one of the flagship stores. Yeah. How was that? Um, it was interesting, fun. Met a lot of uh, awesome people, coworkers. Yeah. Uh, still, still friends today. To yeah, still yeah. T- friends today. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, there were some good times and bad times. One of the worst times was uh, I was an assistant manager there, and a girl walked out on me, mm-hmm. and it was the last day of the Cher farewell, farewell concert, and the- I love that you remember this from The Glad Awards. Memory. Oh, it was- This is it the gay Burned story into ever. my memory, because it was so awful, because it was only two of us. I was hoping the, the other person that was there didn't leave, which luckily they didn't, and- um, the assistant, the other assistant manager, like, luckily she, I got in touch with her and she came in and helped out and I didn't cry myself to sleep. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Let's ask the most, um, touristy question ever. So like when you worked in LA, did you meet any like celebrities? Oh my God. Like totally. Oh, Meredith Vieira came in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mention the important one, Jason Statham. Oh no. He was at my, uh, I was at the other Starbucks store when I worked at Sunset. Still, still a cool story. Yeah, mm, Jason Statham. Even though he's tiny, he is. But oh, and um, gosh, what's his name? The surfer guy, um, super famous, like Kelly Slater. Yes, cool. Yeah, he's very tan and has very beautiful eyes. All right. Well, I would hope he's tan if he's a surfer. <laughs> and Michael Vartan. Michael Vartan. Who's Michael Vartan? He used to be an alias and other things. Okay. The kissing movie with Drew Barrymore. The Never kissing kissed. movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was love interest in that. All right. Uh, Renee Zellweger used to come in. Mm. Uh, in you had like a totally LA work style experience. Yeah. Ian, so cool. What's his name? Ian from 90210. I don't know what that is. Ian. <laughs> I didn't watch 90210. I was like 12. Uh, Ian. You're old. Ziegler. No. I don't know. Ziering. Ian Ziering. Isn't yeah. it Ian? Whatever. All right. He came in. Oh, tons of people came in. That's cool. Yeah, usually like everybody was pretty awesome. But I was working there because it's a group, it's a big mall, right? Well, the nice thing about it, it was that I had free parking there. Oh, yeah. So I could just I lived a uh, like a block and a half away, so I didn't <laughs> have to worry about uh, parking my car. Uh, oh, I see. On the street, I could just leave it in the lot. That's nice. So that was really awesome. And I was um, gonna say, don't tell me you drove to work when you <laughs> lived a block and a half away. <laughs> no, in Hollywood, no. that would take you like double the time. Oh, God. Yeah, because there's not an easy way to get in that lot. Mm -mm. Um, But yeah, it was fun. Mm. Had some challenges, uh, such as um, not knowing when it was going to get busy Mm. because it was a touristy spot. So all of a sudden, it'd be slow. And then, bam, all kinds of people would be there. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? But one memorable thing that happened was a little known person named Cassandra Peterson stopped by. Oh. Better known as Elvira. That's cool. Yeah, she was super nice. Was she 
like in character or was she just Cassandra? She was just Cassandra. That's cool. Yeah. And was she like all made up and pretty or cuz I know she was she's really beautiful. Oh yeah, she was naturally beauty. Cool. Uh, beautiful. That's cool. And speaking of Elvira, that's right. She continues in this episode, doesn't she? She sure does. Um because we saw her uh on this trip at Not Scary Farm. Ooh. Yeah, that was pretty cool, right? Not Scary Farm was really awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we had been to Knott's a bunch of times, uh, but when never, not never to Scary, Scary Farm. Yeah, yeah. So we'd never been to the Halloween stuff. Um, but it was really awesome. I was blown away. Yeah. They had some really awesome haunted houses. Yeah. And um, I think one the most memorable one was Trick or Treat, which mm-hmm. was the first one we went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I found out... Um, like was an existing maze, but they did some really big upgrades this year, Ooh. and that's why it's like new for 2017. Uh, well, hopefully they roll that kind of stuff out to the other Cedar Fair points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cedar Fair parks. So, um, so trick or treat was like all the mazes are different themes, but trick or treat is like a spooky house, like lights out. Yeah, because everybody gets a flashlight. Yeah. Um, like everybody that goes through gets a flashlight, and then that flashlight interacts with different props and set pieces yeah maybe really bluetooth cool. or something yeah i don't know how they did it but it was really know. cool it was great effect yeah um and, and i mean we'd been to a bunch of other halloween stuff before we've gone to the great america stuff up here i'd been to the you know the crappy six flags ones before we'd done we did the um, tour basically the tour of the like oh yeah uh, south bay yeah we did a ton of north east bay, bay and yeah, south east bay, bay um halloween stuff last year and we went to universal the horror nights yeah we've um, been there before a few years ago but I guess I was expecting this to be more like traditional amusement park style Halloween, but it was not. Yeah. It was blown away. Yeah, I, I guess it makes sense because they've been doing this for for years. I mean, when's the when's the first time that we did they did Scary Farm? We looked it up a little while ago. I think it was like the seventies. So they've been doing this for you know roughly forty years now. Um, but the the quality was on point. Yeah, like dare I say, better than Universal. Yeah, I mean. Just that, I think the that one trick or treat, I think was like it blew all the other universal ones we had gone to. Yeah, and the nice thing about it was that they, even though they had crowds and they were pushing people through, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like they were rushing you through too fast. And the people in front of y'all, yeah, are ruining what's happening. Yeah, for sure, because that's always the problem at like Great Americas and and Universals. Actually, it's like the lines are just so long; they're pushing people through that by the time you get to a scary part, it's ruined. Because you see all the actors and set pieces resetting. Yeah. So the illusion's broken. But, I mean, trick or treat, the four of us, we ran out of that thing screaming. <laughs> but we were laughing. We, oh, yeah, screaming and laughing because yeah. it was fun. Scary but fun. Yeah, it was super, yeah, that was so good. Yeah, but it was cool. It, like, set the bar for the entire night. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's cool about Scary Farm, too, is, um, and, I mean, I guess this goes in general, is just the way that they transform an amusement park from regular operation to Halloween is so cool. Like, just with, you know, like lighting and Knott's does all that crazy fog and people running out at you through the fog and the midways and stuff. But, you know, the gates open up and, and the queues and mazes are in backstage areas. I was super impressed at how they were able to transition different parts of the park yeah. into the different themes. Like, oh, there's a scary clown area. Yeah, there's yeah. the Old West area with the big giant, um, like, ghost riders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They did a really, really good job of taking existing areas and repurposing them. I was just so impressed. So, and they had all the the um the actors like running or, like walking around with the 
regular customers yeah. and scaring them. Yeah. That was great. I read earlier that they hire like uh, up to a thousand employees to do that seasonally. Wow. Every year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like not necessarily even including people in the mazes, like just the people for the scaring walking around the park. Wow. Up to a thousand a season. I mean, it pays off though. Didn't you say? Um, totally. You learned something about how much they make off these? Oh, yeah, yeah. I read a stat earlier that... Um, during Not Scary Farm, um, Knotts makes half of their profit for the fiscal year, just in that like month, month and a half time that Scary Farm runs. Wow. That is bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super cool. Super cool. And we got to see one of the last Elvira shows. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't realize that she had been there for so long. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. Wait. So we, I mean, one of the draws when we were going <laughs> down to LA was... Um, we were going for Disneyland, but we knew we weren't going to go to Disney on Friday night because they Disney does this whole like Halloween ticketed thing that we didn't really want to do. So we had agreed to go to Knott's, and one of the big draws was Elvira because uh, we all we liked Elvira from you know the eighties and stuff. And we didn't really know like what that was about. No, or not at anything all. Like I, th- that. I thought it was going to be like a like a cheesy stand up show. And she had dancers and props and yeah. pyro. And- I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> like. That like it, five minutes in, I was just my jaw was on the floor. I was like, "What are we watching right the now?" Baby Elvira, which was the best. Part. That's right. Our friend, our friend <laughs> Jason, he was like, "Like there were two things I wanted to see. I wanted to see tassels, and I wanted to see Baby Elvira, and we got both. And we got both, and plus so. like plus like a bunch of dudes in." 80s garb <laughs> dancing to some aerobics music. Yeah, there was a, a drag queen in the show. <laughs> uh, there was uh, Rain and Pyro on stage. I mean, this thing was crazy. Yeah, and, and this woman is 66 years old. Wow, 66, and she looks better than me at 35. <laughs> you're 35, that, that bitch. Whatever, you're almost 40. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so that was super awesome and. Uh, come to find out she's been she's had like a super long history with knots uh she's been there since the the 80s yeah so no idea that that was happening me neither i wish i did because yeah. i would have gone to see her more totally i mean we lived in la for you know 10 years ish yeah, and almost this was but yet this was my first time going to knots when we don't even live there yeah it's true <laughs> so so yeah knots was super awesome uh i had a blast i would go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. And I think our friends had a plus too. For sure. So even though we didn't know what we were doing, uh, I think we can sc- put a score for us there. Yeah. I think they were impressed with Knots too because, and, and this is something I talk to people about a lot, is like, even though Knots isn't the theme park I go to the most, it's one of my favorites just because of the like, the sense of history you get there. It's it's like one of the oldest amusement parks, certainly on the West Coast. It, I mean, it predates Disney. It's down the street, you know, a mile or two. I thought it was for the fried chicken. Well, that too. So yeah, so Knott started way back in the day. The Knott, the Knott family um, started with doing their berries and preserves and stuff. Um, and then Mrs. Knott started the fried chicken restaurant, mm. which was a big draw. It became like a tourist attraction. And then a few years later, Walter Knott, um, was, he decided to like build this replica ghost town, uh, which was like the beginning of what is the theme park today. And ghost town is still a big part of the theme park. That's where all the like big clown scare zone was was for a scary farm this year yes um but i don't know i just think it's so cool like knots has a um like in ghost town now they host a lot of like local artisans and craftsmen to do their their own stuff and sell it in the park so it's not like your typical theme park there's still rides and stuff but it's still got this like mom and pop feel this local feel would you say a california feel sure (laughs) 
Plus, it's got the delicious, delicious fried chicken restaurant. Wow. Yeah. If y'all haven't had fried chicken at Knott's, I mean, just stop Do what it. you're doing and go there because it is so good. Oh, and surprise, if you go to the Starbucks that's there, you can ask for a boysenberry latte. Oh, yes, which is not on the menu. Or a boysenberry frappuccino. Yeah. So basically, they have boysenberry soup. That was something I didn't know. I didn't know that either. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. And then you didn't get it. Mm, yeah. Dairy. It was well. It was late too. Yeah, that too. Um, so now, yes, we can talk about the next part. Okay, Disneyland. All right, let's talk about it and gay days. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, so we wanted to go down to Disney. It happened to be gay days. That's not really why we went. Um, but it happened to be when we went on this weekend. Uh, I had been, you know, a couple times years ago. Um, and I think. You had been for part of one, maybe? I had been on a Sunday, but yeah. I didn't really know what was happening. Yeah. I knew that there was a red shirt thing. Yeah. And so why don't you tell people what, what the whole Gay Days thing is at Disneyland? Uh, well, I looked up some information about it, and uh, it started at Disney World in 1991. There were about 3,000 people that went to that, um, and they wore red shirts to identify each other. Like, hey, here's, you know. Like, we're going to have pride. but Yeah, exactly. But back in 1991, it was like, we're gonna have pride, but not like pride. So it's probably like let's wear red shirts so I can be like, so hey, we, have, we got pride. I know who you is. Yeah, cool. What up, girl? All right. So three thousand people, ninety-one Disney yep. World. Um, let's see. And then in Disneyland, they had used to have private parties for the LGBT and uh, so private party like they would rent out the park. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I didn't really get more information about that. I it just said private party. Got it. Um, and it, let's see. And it ended in 1998, which in 1998, the first gay days in Anaheim happened. And uh, there were about 2,500 people there. All right. Yeah. And then it, ever since then, it's been an annual event. Yeah. So yeah. I guess we should point out also, like, this is not an endorsed thing. Like, Disney doesn't officially participate in I this. I like to call it the unofficial official. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, they're like, oh, we don't endorse this. But here's some rainbow cake and rainbow merch and rainbow pins yeah. and and a rainbow picture frame that you can pose with for social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we actually had we ended up having dinner um, at Carthy Circle in uh, California Adventure. In California Adventure, and our server Tammy. Oh, Tammy was great. Yeah, she was telling us that uh, that Gay Days was one of the biggest weekends, like for the park, like attendance wise. It was one of the busiest weekends of the year, mm-hmm. which. Didn't really know when planning this. And also, we didn't really realize it was a holiday weekend. Yeah. So yeah. it was real busy. It was real busy. Yeah. Red shirts, lots of red shirts, but also lots of regular non-red shirted people. Double wide strollers. Uh, triple wide. My the worst. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess that would have been good to uh, <laughs> improve our tour guide skills. It'd be like, hey, if we're going to take some people to some place they've never been, maybe we don't take them on one of the most busy weekends of the year. Oh, and also, I learned more things about Gay Days. Uh, the Saturday of the Gay Days weekend is the Disneyland Day. Right. And the Sunday is the California Adventure Day. Right, but we didn't do that, did we? No, we did California Adventure on Saturday. Yeah. And Disneyland yeah. briefly on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. I actually think when we were at California on Saturday... I think it was Jeremy. He was like, hey, did you know there's an app for gay days and you can like see all these events? And I was like, blink, blink. What <laughs> events? <laughs> well, I had seen some on the uh, gaydaysanaheim.com site, but I didn't really investigate them because I 
probably figured we wouldn't be doing any after hours things. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not just after hours. There's stuff in the parks too. Like yeah. There's like photo ops and meetups and lunches and all that stuff. Yeah. Kind of co- some things conflicted with what we were already doing. So. Well, because we didn't plan it right. Yeah. I did plan the Carthay Circle dinner. That's true. You did a good job there. Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, to be fair though, I like we said, we weren't we weren't going for this. Yeah. Uh, I was going to hang out with our friends. Yeah. So. And show them Disneyland. And yeah. Ha- give them a nice experience. Yeah. At least <laughs> I have to say though, like uh, as many times as we've been there, uh, and I mean we know the California parks like the back of our hands at this point because we're theme park nerds. <laughs> um, but uh, we didn't do the best job of uh, showing them the parks, did we? No, not really. I mean, we all still had a great time, but like, <laughs> what was the first ride we took them on? Monsters Inc. <laughs> Which, I mean, to be fair, I I actually really like that ride. I think it's super cute. They did a good job with, like, I mean, that used to be that. It, so Monsters, Inc. used to be this terrible ride called Superstar Limbo, which opened with California Adventure uh, back in, like, 2001. And it was universally hated. It was a terrible ride. Did you ever ride it? No, I, I never did. Oh, I never did either. But, um, you know, like a handful of years later, they overlaid the ride uh, which is like a cost-effective way to just basically redress the set but they did a really good job about this one um so monsters think it's fun it's just it's not what you think of <laughs> as your first like introductory yeah. ride yeah you know i think like when somebody thinks of disneyland they're like you know haunted mansion pirates Space of the caribbean Mountain. yeah but instead we were like oh monsters inc <laughs> well i mean it only had like a 10 minute wait. Yeah, exactly. Everything was so crowded. Like l- lines that are usually like 15, 20 minutes were like an hour and a half. Yeah. So it was just a little bonkers. So we ended up kind of like just getting on whatever and it come to find out that they don't actually like rides that much anyway. So <laughs> it worked out just fine. They enjoyed Monsters, Inc. though. It was nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth think, ride. Yeah. yeah. Um, Even then, the margarita lines and the beer lines holy were ridiculous. Crap. Lines for alcohol. So... Uh, one of our favorite pastimes at California Adventure is to uh, to get margar- frozen margaritas at Pacific Wharf with our with our friend Chad. Yes. Uh, who, by the way, shout out to Chad Katsomo. He does our uh, our little kind of hit at the beginning of the show. My kid Steve. Yeah, that. Uh, so one of our favorite things to do is get margaritas, and it's usually like a two minute line. And gee, how long do you think it was? Well, first of all, I mean, we didn't even wait in it. When we, when we first went to it, it was closed because well, it yeah. didn't open until like 1130. Yeah, because we're Lushes. <laughs> oh, wait, let's back it up actually real quick. Speaking okay. of Lushes, what? how many drinks did you have on the flight down to Los Angeles that morning, didn't you, Michael? Two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What time was that flight, Michael? So eight. Yeah. <laughs> but we had this really awesome flight attendant, Kara. Kara. Southwest. Thanks, Kara. And we were in the very last row of the plane because in Burbank, you get off the back of the plane. And I was like, oh, are you going to have a drink? Mike was like, where's those drink coupons? <laughs> so we had a couple drinks. But then Kara, she was super awesome. She kept like asking if you guys wanted refills. and Yeah. She took care of us. Yeah. She was super cool. So anyways, um, we usually get margaritas and the line was just so long. Like all of the alcohol lines were like for, for margaritas, for beer. I mean, for anything really, even yeah. food lines were super long. So it was, a, it was a bit of a taxing trip waiting wise, but at least we get to go on the guardians of the galaxy ride. That's finally. True. Finally, which, why'd what, you tell them what guardians is? What guardians is? Yeah. What the, what the ride is. Oh, it's a drop ride. It used to be the tower of terror ride. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people were upset when they said they were going to make it into a Garden to the Galaxy ride. A lot of people being Steve Silvis. I was upset too. Yeah. 
Because uh, I really, really, really liked Tower of Terror. Yeah, the yeah. theming of it was awesome. The story was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was spooky. Yeah, and nostalgic. Yes. And like, it was like, you know, stuff you used to watch when you were a kid. Yeah. But so then, I, was, um, I was super bummed when they announced they were taking it out. Then they redid the outside, mm-hmm. and it looked kind of cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At first, when they were building it, I was like, that looks like a 12-story pile of garbage. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of what they were going for. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, what's what's the storyline? It's like the the collector, the collector, it's the collector's yeah. place. I'm not a big comics guy, so I don't keep track of this stuff. But uh, what does he collect? Just things, things. People? I mean, in yes. the movie, in the All movie, these things. Yes, yeah, in the movie, he was collecting like Howard the Duck and stuff. So I don't know, but anyways, they overlaid the ride. Yeah, um, and um. They have a whole new story. They have yeah. tons of uh, these crazy props inside. Uh, has animatronics giant now. Animatronics, yeah, rocket, yeah, and huge screens. And yeah. they they must be like eight K screens. Like they were insane, yeah. like jumbotron so, sized screens, and you can't see the pixels. So crisp and clear. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awesome. But the ride, what do you what do you think about the ride? All right, I got to be honest. Uh, I was very critical, but. Um, I'm sad to admit it's 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 better than Tower of Terror. It's more exciting, I feel. Yeah. Well, let me clarify. It's better than the California Tower of Terror was. Mm. The one in Florida is still the bomb. Tower of Terror in Florida is still the bomb. But, but the, the one in California, I mean, it was always sort of like the basic version. You know, it was like basic white girl always did kind of version. It was just whatever. <laughs> um, it was still super fun, but it was definitely like the dollar store version of what they got in Florida. I mean, why couldn't they just do some random random sequences here? I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they've they've added a lot of effects. Uh, the mu- the music for the Guardians version makes it way more enjoyable. It's like more fast paced, uh, more exciting. Drops up and down a lot more. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. Although I have to say, I didn't really follow the storyline a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, too much bouncing to really see what was happening. Yeah, like but the storyline, which you know from like brochures and stuff, which is like Rocket from the movie. Had, like all the the guardians have been captured by the collector, and Guardian has or Rocket has broken out, and he's gonna he wants your help to break out the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Beyond that, didn't really follow the rest of the story. Like, did we did we break them out? Yes. I assume so. Yeah. I'm not really. I'm not really sure how we did that though. We raised our hands up in the air. <laughs> oh right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a little murky. But anyways, it was it was fun. So I don't know. My my whole thing with these rides is just like I don't know like I I don't like the idea of uh, of shoving a new movie into an attraction just because it's gonna make a bunch of money. I mean I get from a business standpoint it's a smart move, but like I don't know it's not it's not like when they put Twilight Zone in for the Tower of Terror you know back in the nineties in Florida. It's not like that was a new show. I mean Twilight Zone had been off the air for decades at that point. But a really awesome thing is that they use this virtually like unknown franchise that's true galaxy and they're like boosting them to such status yeah yeah i guess that's kind of awesome yeah i guess maybe one day we'll be boosted to awesomeness i guess so it's just i don't know like what's what's gonna happen like six years from now is guardians still gonna be cool maybe i guess we'll see yeah you know what though i guess in the end what this does prove is that they can take an existing technology and existing ride structure and make a really cool new experience with it without having to like tear the whole thing down and redo it. So, and with the lines the way they were, like definitely successful. Yeah, that. for sure. Sure. Would you say that people have fallen for the ride? Boo. Okay, Dave. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I think Dave wrote off on me. Our friend Dave is like the king of puns, of like bad dad joke puns. He comes up with them so quickly, though. I I don't know know how he does that. I know. And it gets to the point where it's like you go through a circle of emotions. It's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then it's like, oh, ha. And then it's like, Dave. (laughs) And then it comes back and it's funny again. (laughs) I, I don't know how he comes up with those things so fast. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. But I'm glad he came out. Yeah. Said hi. Um. So what else? Uh. So we didn't spend all that much time at Disneyland. We spent a lot of time at California Adventure. Yeah. We got to show World of Color to our friends. That's true. Which, which was they awesome. really really liked. Yeah. If y'all don't know what World of Color is, it's this amazing show of fountains and projections and fire and color, fire, and color and lights, yeah. lasers and Pocahontas. Yeah. So it's like a <laughs> showcase, kind of like the Bellagio fountains in uh, Vegas, but on steroids with. Disney. Yeah, with properties. Disney. Yeah. So it was cool. They liked it. Yeah, they um, really enjoyed it. We yeah. got a good seat because of the uh, special dining that we had. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, what else did we do? We we did do single rider line on Grizzly River Rapids. <laughs> we did do that. Because it was like 90 something degrees, 97 degrees or something like that. And the line for the Rapids ride was, what was it, like two hours or something? Ridiculous. And I was like, uh, no. I've never done the single rider. Oh, yeah. So if you don't know this, oh, shit, we're going to give our secret away right now. (sighs) All right. Well, you can do this thing called single rider where if you're willing to ride with other people, you just want to get on the ride, you can go ask for a single rider pass from a cast member and they'll give the pass and then you sort of just like walk up the exit or to a single rider line and then they'll just sort of fit you in where they can. So instead of waiting two hours, we waited 10 minutes maybe. Maybe 15. Yeah. But it's better than two hours. Way better than two hours. And uh, single rider usually means you're going to be broken up from your party, but they were not. Yeah. Our two friends that had never been to Disney, they they ended up getting to ride together. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. They they enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, But then, uh, so then, what was that? Sunday, we ended up going to Disneyland finally. Yes. And basically, we didn't know what we were doing, so we... (laughs) We didn't plan ahead. Nope. And all the rides were really busy. Yes. We didn't have much time. And we did maybe two or three rides. Yeah. I mean, I think them. I think outside of maybe outside of New Year's one one year, that was maybe like the busiest I've seen Disneyland. Yeah. I've was, never I've never waited what, forty five minutes for freaking small world. <laughs> oh, that was stupid. And it was so warm. Yeah. It was not pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you got to get your lemonade. Your strawberry lemonade oh bars. Oh my god, strawberry lemonade popsicles, so good. You know they're Olaf's, right? I know they're Olaf's. <laughs> they're so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else did we do? Oh, we did pirates. We did pirates. Liked. Yeah. Yeah. They enjoyed that. Uh, we didn't get to do the haunted mansion. No. It's way. Way. Oh my god, way line was long. over two hours for that. Yeah. For haunted freaking mansion. It's the Christmas one. Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Yeah. It's cool, but I'm not gonna wait two and a half hours for yeah, it. Yeah. No. Um, that's pretty much all we did. Yeah. Yeah. We just, kind of <laughs> we showed him around. Oh, we got to see Belle on the, um, the carousel. Oh randomly. yeah. I'd never seen that before. Did the, you? The band playing. Yeah. Playing the music for her. That was yeah. really awesome. I don't know if I've ever actually, like I've seen characters ride rides in commercials and stuff, but I don't think I've ever seen it in person. Maybe they're filming. <laughs> Maybe we'll be on film. Maybe. Ooh. But yeah, it was cool. She was on the carousel and then the, uh, what are they called? The, the Dapper Dance? Is that what they're called? Maybe yes. Yeah, it's like a like a street band. Um, but they're on the carousel too with like a trombone and tuba and um, I got a video. Maybe I can post it on yeah, the Yeah. It was fun. That was cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I think that's all we 
did though. Yeah, we, we so were kind of busy. Terrible yeah. tour. Well, to be fair, we did spend like two hours eating breakfast buffet. Oh, that's right. Because priorities. <laughs> yeah, that place is good. And we had a late start because uh, we was tired. Yeah, yeah. We did a lot of eating on this trip, didn't we? Not really. Well, we ate at the breakfast buffet in Carthay Circle. That's we just had big meals. And oh, like you had gazillion your corn snacks. dogs, corn dogs, and churros. And, mm. Okay, I have to wake up now. Um, but yeah, so I think what would we do, what would we do different next time? Now that we know that we're bad at being tour guides, um, I think we would find out if our friends liked rides <laughs> and what kind of rides <laughs> yes, they like. Yes, step one. And uh, we maybe, maybe uh, from there, maybe maybe don't maybe don't take them on the busiest one of the busiest days of the year. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's granted. I think I'll I, I'd rather go in like February or so. Yeah, you know, it's like the holidays rush is over. Kids are still in school. It's not spring break yet. Less crowded. Uh, uh, what else would we do different? Um, I think we, I'd plan out the ride like the sequence of rides better. Although we usually do that, it was just. The lines were so crazy this time that we didn't. Maybe next time we could do the uh, Max Pass thing with the other people. Yeah. How do you feel about Max Pass? I don't like Max Pass. So tell them what Max Pass is. It's a ten dollar upgrade to a ticket. Yeah. That lets you um, uh, create a Fast Pass on the app. Right. And uh, I think it gives you the photos, like mm, unlimited photos. Maybe yes. For like. 30 days or I don't Maybe. know. But basically it's an upcharge so that you don't have to walk to the location to get a fast pass. You can just do it from the phone. But you have to check into the park already. Yeah. All the, all the same fast pass rules apply. Yeah. But it's just you're paying 10 bucks a person to not have to walk all over the place. Unless you have a really, really expensive season pass. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, I think what was, what's been so nice and successful about the fast pass system was that it was like, it's an equal opportunity system for everybody, you know, like whatever ticket you had, you got the opportunity to do fast pass. And now they're making it where it's like a premium pay service to get this other thing. It's just, it feels a little six flagsy to me. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they'll just integrate it into the cost of the ticket. Do you think? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's what they do in Florida, right? Like you, you automatically get that reservation system if you stay at the resorts and stuff. Yeah, if you it's did not an upcharge per ticket. Well, maybe it is, and it's just. Well, yeah, but that's what cost. that's what I'm saying. It's not like it's not like only some people get it. Oh yeah, it's still like that equal opportunity kind of situation, in Florida. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. History will probably prove me wrong. People will probably love it. Also, I think um, I would plan ahead for more interesting LA activities. <laughs> yes LA is a tough town though because it's super big it's super widespread it's super expensive like all the ho- all the <laughs> hotels all the museums and stuff are I mean geez, it can like, be pricey yeah super pricey so I don't know like, there's some really cool stuff out. yeah yeah like Lacma's really cool the tar pits are really cool if you've never been there but they're really expensive oh one last thing we saw um the Coinga General Store before we uh headed down to uh That's true. We did. Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them what the Coinga General Store is. The Coinga General Store. It's a sandwich and cafe shop in uh North Hollywood? Yep. Yeah, I used to work there. We used to live above there. Mhm. Uh It's, it's really awesome. cool. So it's like it used to be a prop shop. Um now it's a cafe. Um 
but when you walk in, it feels like you're like stepping into the past. It, it straight up looks like something out of Disneyland, yeah. like a old general store, like full on wood plank floor and um, turn of the century antique furniture, bunch the of stove in the middle. Yeah. A bunch of stuff hanging all over the walls and ceiling. <laughs> um, so it looks really, really cool, but um, delicious sandwiches. Yeah. So if you're, dare in, I say, um, delicious. Ooh. Yeah. They're really good. If you're in North Hollywood, definitely check out Coinga General Store. Yeah, we'll post a link to it on the website. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think um, even though we didn't know how to be tour guides, we were successful. Yeah. Our friends enjoyed uh, the time that we had, and we didn't kill each other. That's true. We're still still talking. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think. Yeah. Well, I guess that's our show for this week. I guess that's our show, and um, now we kind of know what we're doing. All right, let's not go that far. Music for our show is by Adi Goldstein and Dimitri Banoff from Pond 5. Pond 5. I hate that riff. And special thanks to Chad Consumo for doing our little opening blip. Thanks, Chad. Tweet at us and tell us what you think. You can tweet at Steve at Sylvest Design. You can tweet at Mike at TechnoMCR or at T-E-K-N-O-M-C-R. Or find the show at MikeSteveCast. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and liking us on Facebook. And if you like what you're hearing... Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you're getting your podcasts from. That's right. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.